Hi guys, uh, Adi from Lego Productions here, and today I'll be talking about The Mandalorian. If you have not watched the first four episodes of it yet, uh, please click away as this will definitely contain spoilers, so do be advised. Before we get to the main meat of today's episode, we have a few announcements we'd like to make. Uh, Black Friday was like two, three days ago, and thus today is Cyber Monday, so definitely look out for some new products on the site that we're super excited to bring to you. I can't really share them right now with you, but keep your eyes peeled and uh, on the website and on the AB Figures Instagram page. Recently, we've released recently we released a few products on the store, including the stunning Mandalore Ahsoka, designed by the one and only Bagels for Real on Instagram, which actually sold out in a flash. Uh, we've introduced the f- printed Phase One Gunner minifigure, which is complete with decal with a decal resin uh, casted screen accurate helmet which is exactly what we see in the Clone Wars, but in realistic version, armor type. Along with that, the V Mandalorian figure, which we'll be talking about today, was released, which is another simply stunning figure, which I'd recommend to any fans of the show. It's just super detailed, and um, yeah, what what's not to love about uh, such a cool figure and such a cool character? For Black Friday, the Ultimate Legion pack was released. This is for the Ultimate Collector, containing over 14 figures, which had which were all from the Umbaran arc of the Clone Wars. You had like four um, 212 troopers, like from the uh, 212th Attack Battalion, and we had like uh, 10 uh, 501st Legion troopers, and all of them had printed faces. Like you got Jet Rex, Cody, Boyle, Waxer, Fives, Echo. All of them, which were, which is super awesome. I, I sadly missed out, but a lot of people uh, did buy them and Invative sold out in less than 10 minutes. So that was, that was actually amazing. The figures that came in the uh, Ultimate Legion pack were actually sold separately as well. They're all sold out. And now the only printed figure basically left is the Black Friday exclusive Shadow Rex. So you guys definitely uh, have to buy one because they're not going to be around probably until next Black Friday next year. And they're such a super awesome figure to have in a collection. Finally, i just like to plug the Rebel Friend minifigure that is now on the store, which is produced by the Wolfpack Customs and Bricks A Day on Instagram. Uh, if you want to get that nostalgic Lego Star Wars video game vibes, then I definitely recommend it you to pick one up. And that's it for the announcements. Now let's get in. So the format of this episode will be basically that I'll be discussing about each episode individually i'll give some my overall thoughts on the all of the episodes so far and then i'll just close off uh, with a few things i'd like to finish off with so let's get into the first episode episode one so to begin with we have uh, episode one which was actually named chapter one in this episode we're introduced to the character of the mandalorian we already see how badass he is in the opening scene when he beats up those thugs and the second one just goes out brutally. You know, when I first saw the trailers, the closing door kind of cutting the guy up like that Quarren in half, I knew things weren't going to be pretty in the series overall. Moving on, when he's captured when he captured the Mithril and they're both on the ship, I find it so cool how he eventually imprisons his prize in Carbonite, which is yet again such a cool idea in my opinion, like, Imagine having like a, a portable carbon freezing chamber on your ship. Like that'd be so awesome. Like from let's talk about the razor crest for a second. Like from the outside, it looks like a hunk of junk, but on the inside, it feels like more whole. 
and it's like a Swiss army knife of a bounty hunters. As I said, it's got a carbonite freezing chamber in it. Now we see how the Mandalorian goes to planet where the tribe is located, of the, the tribe of Mandalorians I'm talking about. And we take a look at some new creatures that are going to be introduced to us probably. So seeing the mon Quakian monkey lizards on a grill was quite a funny sight. If you don't know the Quakian monkey lizards were, if you think about um, <clears throat> Return of the Jedi, Jabba Hutt's like pet, like the little monkey, that uh, salacious B. Crumb, that he was a, a Kowakian monkey lizard. And I think Hondo uh, from the Clone Wars also had like a pet version of one of them. But yeah, it was funny seeing them uh, put on the grill. Uh, I think probably someone will probably make a mock of like the little market area down the, uh, that the Mandalorian walks through. And uh, it would definitely be a funny Easter egg to have the monkey lizard in it. So we see him how he picks up the commission from Werner, uh, the client, who's played by the, uh, Werner Herzog. I don't know how to say his name, but anyway, we see um, that he's an imperial he's an imperial remnant uh, member, or something to do with the imperials because of the the gold uh, medal that he has on him, and he does show us that he does mean business. Like if he's gonna offer an ingot of Beskar. For down payment, that obviously means he's got he's loaded with, and he's probably rich. So maybe I think we'll eventually find out where he's getting all this uh, resources from. Like, how can he afford to give one bounty hunter such a valuable uh, thing when he sends so many bounty hunters after like one thing? But basically, um, so uh, if we fast forward to when he's on Arvala Seven, where the so-called asset is located. Uh, the blurbs were really cool to see and interesting uh, because we haven't seen him in live action. Um, well, apart from, yeah, the only time we really saw him was in the Ryloth arc in the Clone Wars. And now we get to see the acquisition of the asset from the mercenaries. Uh, so we've never seen how the IG bun uh, bounty hunter droids operate. And we can safely assume that IG-88 would have fought very similarly as uh, IG-11 which makes total sense as he was in episode 5 when uh, Vader was searching for the Millennium Falcon. So um, that was very cool. Um, next up, we, we're going to talk about episode 2, so-called The Child. So this episode was a bit of a shorter one, but it was still a really good one. A lot of people were talking about how short this episode was and they were complaining. I think that's a good sign because it showed how like how much people actually liked this like series and just could not wait. Like, to get more content from it, but I, I had no issue with it whatsoever. I think in this one, it was meant to introduce the character of Baby Yoda and his personality, so to say, which is actually extremely cute. We were also introduced to the Jawas a bit more and their culture, and also showed the, us the Mudhorn and the in, infamous Zuga or the egg. It was nice to see the Ugnot Quill too. Can, can we just talk about for a second, the Mandalorian's rifle? It, like his ship, is just like a Swiss army knife. It disintegrates the targets or can taser them with the cool prongs, taser and shoot enemies according to Wikipedia, but can also be used as an advanced reconnaissance device, as we see in episode 3. We see how Baby Yoda uses his force powers to help the Mandalorian kill the Mudhorn, but also towards the beginning in an attempt to force heal him after a little skirmish with the Trandoshans just after uh, picking Baby Yoda up. The Sandcrawler part was okay, but it didn't really stand out to me, because, but it could be memorable, like the chase scene, where he's trying to get his parts back. A lot of people were comparing it to uh, 
a scene from Indiana Jones, but you can't uh, don't quote me on that because I haven't really watched it. Anyway, it was uh, satisfying in the end to see the Razor Crest being built back into its uh, full glory, so to speak. And uh, the part at the end really shows us uh, Kuil's nature because he does mention that he's worked a lifetime of servitude. So my theory is that he could possibly be one of the Ugnaughts from Cloud City. I mean, it's not there's not a high chance that it is. But anyway, who knows? Uh, it'll just be interesting if you get me. Next up, we have episode three, or called The Sin. Now, the title of this episode could be interpreted two ways. The Sin could either refer to him, to the Mandalorian, delivering the bounty, then taking it back even when he's gone the rewards. Or it could mean the part where he gives Baby Yoda away, and that could be also interpreted as the sin. So, it was probably my favourite episode so far. It was definitely awesome to see the Mandalorian receive, like, the Cam Tona of Beskar, as we see what a Cam Tona is. There are some theories that we have seen uh, on Cloud City in episode 5, but I don't know if that's confirmed or or not. But it was just definitely cool to see the Cam Tona and how it opens. Uh, it was a pretty neat idea. Uh, when he gets his Beskar armoured, like, fully forged and all that, it was really cool also to see the Mandalorian culture and how they strictly abide to the honour code with, um, when in the little argument between the the heavy Mandalorian Paz Vizsla and the Mandalorian with the armour stepping in, reminding them of the code of Mandalore and, um, yeah, that was, uh, definitely interesting to see. It was also good to see that the Mandalorian realising that Baby Yoda was in danger when he was with the Empire. Uh, that scene where with him taking back Baby Yoda was amazing. With him using all his technology and skill was also awesome to see. And him eliminating all, if not most, of the Imperial Remnant in that outpost. I like to mention the scene where he's about to leave the planet on his way to collect the next bounty. Uh, it was really emotional to see that he had... Uh, he, rem- he remembered how Baby Yoda was taking off a little um, the little part of the joystick at the top. And that was, um, it was really emotional to see because, uh, of course, he was, rem- he, reminded, he was reminded of what Baby Yoda did in the beginning. And now um, he's realised that Baby Yoda means a lot more than him and just, like, the, the best guy that he's going to receive upon payment. Um, yeah. At the end, uh, after all the, the massive fight scene, which was totally epic with... The Mandalorians, him against the bounty hunters, and all that. Um, like really, at the end of the episode, where he's fighting, uh, he's going back to his ship, and he's about to set off. But then Grief Karga shows up in the in the ship. When he he shoots Grief Karga in the chest, Grief Karga survives because of uh, the Beskar in the way. I think the Mandalorian really did that on purpose. He shot him in the area where the Beskar was, so that um probably to keep him alive. So I think we'll definitely see Grief again and have seen him in more involved in the series a bit later on, maybe uh, in this season or in season two, because there will be probably be, there will probably be a season two. Okay, now we're gonna talk about episode four, uh, The Sanctuary. So this was another cool episode. It definitely reminded me of the Onderon arc from Clone Wars. But it still felt different because we saw more about the people who were being, like, the, the protagonists in the story. We saw about um, their peaceful life before uh, b- 
before the attack and after the attack and we saw how desperate they were to to keep their like uh farm intact in this uh baby yoda was again definitely cute in this episode and he's returned to his uh, glory that he uh, that he possesses because um last episode episode three we didn't really get to see as much of him because he was more hidden away and it was focused on more of a mandalorian but now um He's back, you could say. I do hope that the Mandalorian does return to this planet, as I do think it's a location where we can really see his personality develop with the um, with the, 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 the widow. I don't know, um, but we learn more about the Mandalorian culture itself. For example, we learn that if they show their face or reveal their identity to anyone, they can never put the Mandalorian helmet again, and they're basically self-exiled uh, from the Mandalorian culture. Cara Dune's uh, character was pretty cool, and so is her backstory, her being um, ex-rebel shock trooper. I really wanted to see the relationship between herself and the Mandalorian develop a bit more, as I definitely think that there's there's definitely a lot of stuff that can be done between the two. Yeah, since they both share, like, a background in, uh, like, fighting and all that. But, um, yeah... They're both, they're also, they're both looking for peace, which is another thing that might be interesting to see. So, I'm going to finish off talking about uh, my overall thoughts about the series so far. So, um, this series, I think, will definitely be a, a good way to, in a way, bring the Star Wars fandom together once more. We can't, um, After The Last Jedi, it kind of, there was like a massive split, but now we're getting more, like content that universally everyone basically loves and um i just like to say that i have a three friends and they never were, like really cared about star wars or anything they thought it was like nerdy they like um they thought uh i'm not trying to offend anyone but they thought like the mcu was uh totally better than star wars so um when i told him come on watch the mandalorian you'll definitely love it watch watch the mandalorian you'll definitely love it they watched it, and I have a hooked on Star Wars. So, I think the Mandalorian series as a whole will um, will definitely unite communities, the Star Wars community together, and bring more people into the Star Wars community. Like the Baby Yoda thing, that will bring in Star Wars. That will make Star Wars fans because them seeing a cute Baby Yoda will want them to watch the Mandalorian. And that's how they get pulled into the whole Star Wars thing. Um, yeah, so I think it has a lot of potential to, to just do good in the Star Wars fandom. And I really look forward to seeing how much uh, how much it really develops, basically. And uh, final, final words. Um, we do apologise for the lack of episodes, uh, as both myself and Andrew have been extremely busy these last couple of months. Um, we haven't had an episode in a few weeks, actually. So uh, we thank you. We definitely thank you guys for being patient. Cyber Monday is today, so I definitely recommend that you guys pick up a lot of stuff because you won't find deals as good as the ones that are on the website for a quite a long time, I assure you. So um, definitely stock up on a lot of stuff. Uh, anyway, um, final, final, final words. Never settle. Always be but always go above and beyond. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and I'll see you next time. Catch you later aviators. Bye.